welcome to another Heel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be covering the dev update video as well as some community spotlights, captain's log, and more. Next on Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, we got some information from the dev update video about them going out to multiple conventions, including some of the sponsored ones that they're doing with Twitch. And it's really nice to see that they are continuing to commit to going out to meet pirates, to talk to them, to hear what the community has to say that aren't available through forums, Twitter, uh, Reddit, you know, all the regular places that we lurk around. And to be able to see that they are still really happy with where the community is and where they're going with the game it's just it's so refreshing to hear that from a company on a regular basis to let them to let us know that they still really appreciate us as pirates as content uh, creators as community members and that brings us to the main topic that i want to talk about stream sniping so with sea of thieves it's not something that a lot of people are watching on stream but it is uh, unfortunately one of those games that you can effectively stream snipe and start uh not necessarily harassing but disrupting the experience and if you watch a lot of streamers on twitch or on mixer this does tend to happen to the bigger ones the full timers and it's kind of a bummer because for them it's it's hard because they want to give an authentic experience for their viewers they're they're showing them something that they want to see on a regular basis you know that that natural pvp that occurs in the game that that excitement from dealing with uh, volcanoes out in the devil's roar and when you start injecting uh viewers who want to put themselves in an experience like that because they want to be a part of that and if they get declined sometimes that is a that's it's negatively impacting the community members that are that are wanting to do that because they start start kind of feeding on that desire to be in something that they're not into and uh joe puts it very very plainly and very easy to understand for people and that's basically stream snipers are injecting themselves into the game they are inviting themselves to someone else's party when they're not invited and while that while he says you know and, and i agree this may not be always a negative thing it does change the the whole point of the stream this is something that i'm guilty of um i've done it a couple times and i've tried to do it a couple times i did it once on frosty stream when he was hosting joe neat for the loot and lore uh game show that he was doing a while back i came in at the very end just to say hi and i wasn't trying to really disrupt anything i was just trying to come say hi and stuff but i did end up distracting from the game and i really shouldn't have i should have kind of stayed back and whatnot but i know Frosty tended to invite people into the stream sniping uh, as kind of a fun part of the game. So with that, I, I try to keep that uh, just between friends where I have a rapport with the person that I'm actually with. Uh, with the weekly streams, this is a this is kind of a big issue because um, we have seen multiple times the same kind of streamers or not necessarily streamers but people coming in injecting themselves into the experience and with the weekly stream that really should be about the guest 
and the devs. The devs are taking time out of their work life, out of their out of their personal life, to stream the game for a couple hours, to take on questions, to com communicate with the community, and to let them know that they still love the community. And they try to showcase a guest each week to make sure that people are finding out more about the people who are playing Sea of Thieves on a regular basis. And I know with mine, uh, when I actually got out there, I had someone come and basically jump on our ship and stay with with our ship and he's polite enough but he does it all the time and he knows who he is he does it every week practically and he's actually been on the on the, the weekly stream and they even mentioned this last week that more than the actual some of the devs have been on and that really takes away from the experience because then you're you're getting up in the other person's camera you're you're basically blocking the experience and you're upstaging and coming from a theater background that is that's something that usually gets you like barred from most theaters if you try to upstage another person, you're generally not going to find jobs outside of, uh, of the one that you just have right now. And you may not even last that because there's typically understudies who can take your role very quickly. So with streaming, I'm glad to hear that they are deciding to actually take some, some time to actually work with the streamers or hopefully develop some tools for the streamers to be able to block uh, names that come up on, on Pirates. And I talked a little bit about this with some other people in, in the in the Keelhaul Discord about whether or not we should have pre-assigned pirate names going into a service. So for example, say you jump into the game, you have your ID and you can see your ID if you open like the menu or something like that, but your character, your pirate has a pre-assigned piratey type name and it's and it's something kind of like the infinite pirate generator where it just generates a name that's associated to your id at that time so when they see you they can only see uh the the pirate name that you're given they can't see uh your your actual id so say if you were actually out in the world it wouldn't just show like um, a name as as it being like another pirate in your crew or another pirate not in your crew so there's no way to to, to kind of worry about whether or not that person's with you or not you you just have to remember which weird pirate is in your crew so salty jim uh comes aboard your ship from another ship and you see salty jim but salty jim is your friend who happened to join in the game and you know them and you can message them through xbox like you would normally but all intents purposes someone watching your stream would only see salty jim and they can't search the xbox uh for people to be able to start messaging them and the reason that that's important is because if you start getting lots of people watching your stream, you know, if you start getting one, two, three, four hundred people starting to watch a stream and you have the ones that are trying to stream snipe it, the ones that are trying to be malicious or even just the ones that are trying to trying to butt in on the party. You start running into that problem where you've got, say, kids that are playing this game. It's a very good game for kids to play because it's very slow based, but there's points of action and it's a good way to kind of teach them how to operate in an environment. And you start getting these kids that are starting to get hundreds of people messaging them trying to get on their ship and that overloads a kid if if that's i mean how would you feel if you were a kid and a bunch of strangers started calling your phone or started calling your house uh and and started messaging you or messaging you online trying to give you attention some went, some might like it some might not be able to know how to handle it especially with a lot of um anxiety issues out there sometimes having that anonymity for a child can be a, a great tool for them to be able to explore the world without being subjected to to people bugging them all the time. Um, and same thing with adults too. I mean, I know a lot of adults that suffer from uh, anxiety, depression, things like that. Um, especially social anxiety is probably the worst. And to have people constantly bombarding them to message them, to get the, on their crew 
it's not fair to that person. That person's just playing the game. They didn't ask to be put in that situation and it shouldn't be our, as a community, we can step up and be better than that. We can be better than doing that. I know I've committed myself to never trying to do that ever again. I'm never going to try and jump on another person's server either by jumping into there and waiting, checking for a Reaper's Mark. Um, I, the, the only thing I've been doing lately is with Beardigan. Beardigan actually goes out and search for PVP. So I will hop on a server and I will take a look around for reaper's marks and if there's so i will let him know that i have a server that has a reaper's mark if they want to jump on if he wants to jump on my sloop and take over and then i will leave because it's his stream if i want to stream i'll go stream if you want to stream go stream if you want to be have an audience you know it doesn't take much to stream nowadays it just takes a little bit of software or just sharing on the xbox you can do it um, that being said, I'm trusting, I believe this community can, can rise above this, can stop doing this, especially since the devs have asked us to stop doing it. The fact that they have to develop tools to help prevent stream sniping cut, takes, takes time away from them actually working on content that we're asking for. So they're having to solve a problem that we created and it's going to detract away from them working on stuff that we want. So if that's how we want to, you know, if that's how we want to go about it, then it's not going to be a community that is going to survive. And we have to really start keeping each other in check. Uh, we're the community. We should be able to mitigate uh, the, the instances where this is happening. And we should talk to people that are doing this and try and make sure that they understand what they're doing so they can hopefully make the right choice and stop. All right. Next up on today's docket, I want to talk a little bit about Shrouded Spoils and what we can expect going into it. So, as of right now, they've basically got Shrouded Spoils ready to go. And the big question on my mind is, is it going to be Tuesday or is it going to be Thursday? Because the way I look at it, if we get it Tuesday, early Tuesday, then they have enough time to be able to get content in for the weekly stream revolving around Shrouded Spoils as opposed to letting it go later in the week and then having to do a weekly stream about five days or so after it's actually launched. So I think they want to get it in on that Tuesday because I think that's when they're going to be able to really capitalize on the fact that a lot of people are going to be jumping into the game to be able to play it and to be able to talk about it with a guest and kind of explore, see if they can find Fog or play around with some of the uh, mega kegs. Uh, I think that's going to be kind of what they want to go for. Worst case scenario, the pioneers test it, they find some issues and they have to push it out to Thursday to try and take care of some of those issues. So hopefully what I'm hoping is that we actually get it in on a Tuesday and hear me out. This is why if we get it out on a Thursday or excuse me, on a Tuesday, the 27th, then four weeks later, the standard kind of we've seen the uh, the duration for these uh, content updates being is about four weeks. That would put us at the 25th of December. Perfect for a build rat update for Christmas event. So I'm hoping that Tuesday is what we get because that way we're actually going to be able to have a build rat adventure for the beginning of Christmas and then it'll be hopefully hopefully it'll be a holiday event and we can do something i i'm constantly talking about how i think it'd be great to have a build rat adventure focused around giving treasure away to other pirates and only getting credit if they actually turning if if they actually turn it in um you know that way you're kind of seeking out people to kind of give them something as a as a thank you uh, or as is kind of a you know a kind gesture you know not being self selfish in this instance kind of the holiday spirit you know you want to it's it's the season for giving you know you want to we're thankful in this season next next season we're, or next no th this holiday we're thankful for next holiday we're giving 
and I think that'd be a good Bilge Rat update. Uh, with that being said, I hope we get some interesting cosmetics for it too. I think uh, I think we got some Holly Jolly uh, cosmetics, maybe even some Krampus kind of stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Have some some goat horns in the game. That'd be weird, but. I don't know how that'd work. Uh, I, I'm just thinking right now, like some of the cool stuff I could see. But having some interesting effects out there, you know, maybe uh, maybe pull in some of that that nifty stuff from that fan art, uh, frozen fangs, as far as like uh, cursed chests or something like that. I don't know how hard, how hard that would be to to be able to push that in as quickly as they could, but. God, there's there's so many things they could probably work on for the holidays as far as like a good bilge rat update. I think they take some. I hope they take some time to actually do it. I know myself and Jorvik were actually playing around with some of the different cosmetics in the game as it is, and managed to come up with some uh, pretty convincing holiday spirited themes. Uh, we I think he took the wilds sales from the cursed sales campaign as well as the uh, the merchant hull and had a really nice red and green boat uh we we went out to the devil's roar and got some got some red uh lights and decorated those as well as uh some green ones from skeletons and just kind of decked it all out with uh some red and green colors and then we went and put on some white beards and uh some red clothes and and got a couple photo shoots in of uh the the sea of thieves santas and I think, uh, I, I think that, you know, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that coming up to this next holiday. A lot of snows following in many places. So hopefully you're being safe. Hopefully you're staying warm. Uh, I live in California, so um, it's it's perpetually warm, uh, regardless of where I live. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I live with. But I, I spent seven years in Alaska, so I understand how you, you out there in the snow feel. Uh, I, I definitely did not like having to shovel driveways or uh, scrape ice off my windshield. Uh, I had the benefit of studded tires, though, so that was nice. Uh, hopefully you don't have to deal with chains so be safe out there but i'm i'm looking forward to hopefully the bilge rat adventure coming out on christmas day as a way to uh to to kind of ignore the fact that everyone has presents down below on underneath the tree and just be like sorry i gotta sail like i gotta it's 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 the bilge rat adventure of holiday spirit you know we have to go and give presents to others i can't be opening stuff about myself besides i already opened all my stuff i i yeah i bought a ps4 it's a little sidetrack, but I ended up buying the, the PS4 bundle, if anyone on Twitter was wondering. I got a lot of good games, too, so <laughs> I'm pretty much set for the next year for PlayStation. Uh, I, nothing's coming out, hopefully, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> if there is, um, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably have to pick that up and put it on the backlog and try and fit in time between Sea of Thieves Voyages and Heroes of the Storm and 70 fallout 76 i don't know how i'm going to play all these games I, I bought them i don't know how i'm going to play them all but i'm getting sidetracked so uh back to shrouded spoils and even uh, so yeah that's pretty much it just we'll, we'll have a nice shrouded spoils four weeks that'll take us to the 25th of december for the christmas event uh none of this is none of this is confirmed i'm just kind of making it up as i go i think that with uh with Shrouded Spoils ending towards the end of December and having a Bilge Rat Adventure, if the Bilge Rat Adventure goes for another four weeks, that would probably put either a new Bilge Rat event, which I don't think they're going to do because they haven't really talked about it or worked on uh, the holiday event until just recently. I think we're going to have the arena popping in sometime towards the end of January, which feels 
about right. Like right now, it feels like they have the basics down as far as what they want to do as far as the actual content goes for that. And now I think it's just a matter of whether or not they can test it and get it built in uh, during the next two months, which I think is enough time for uh, for a new event. I think they can probably push, push that in, especially since they have multiple teams working on different things. The thing that's going to be interesting is whether or not they start working on having reoccurring build rat adventures, something that I've been pushing for for a while, not necessarily because I like skeleton thrones, but more so to deal with the fact that new players are going to be coming in as a result of the Black Friday sales that went on as far as having like Sea of Thieves 30 or 50% off, having it at $30. We're going to have a new influx of people who didn't play it through Game Pass or just getting an Xbox. And this being a mainline title that is, uh, that is, is good for most ages, I think a lot of uh, new pirates are going to be coming into the scene and to give them an opportunity to really kind of test out some of the stuff that's going on with the game, some some stuff that's in the game that, that isn't really referenced anyway outside of commendations, uh, having those re re done, I guess not really redone, but re-implemented build rat adventures might be a good way for Rare to give players an opportunity to test out stuff that they skipped over between events, uh, the Hungering Deep and the Cursed Sales. It's it's just something I've been thinking about a little bit as we kind of get longer in the tooth as far as since game launch, we're closing in on a year in the next few months, and I just want to see kind of where Rare goes with the Build Rat Adventures because it feels like we haven't quite expressed ourselves as far as like all the different things that we could possibly do. Everything new coming in is nice because it adds functionality or at least some fun to it. But I think that there's definitely an opportunity for them to uh, kind of re- have these reoccurring Build Rat Adventures. That being said, uh, going back to Shrouded Spoils, if it's on a Thursday, I think it's going to be kind of a, a shame that they don't get to capitalize on the weekly stream for that. Uh, but we have have heard that it's it's mostly ready to go so expect this tuesday i'm gonna say that we're probably gonna get a video for the uh content that's available in it we'll probably hear hopefully monday that it's coming out on tuesday and then tuesday we'll have the servers drop down they'll probably implement the patch have the content go live and then a video covering the content uh some sometime during that day some of the things that we know going into this are going to be ship customizations and i i know that they've talked about their they're going to be having the uh, capstan, the wheel, and the cannon customizations. One thing that is uh, something I'm interested to find out is if we're going to be having standard kind of liveries. Uh, every, every content update, we've always had some sort of uh, update that gives us new liveries, uh, whether it be sails, ship hull, thing like, thing, things like that. Uh, they haven't said anything this time so far to hint at that. But I think that there is a bit of a hint if you look at the development update video that we got during this last week, Joe was uh, kind of coveting or, or holding these these precious gemstones. The same gemstones that if you were playing during July, you might remember the um, mermaid statues that we were destroying for some unknown reason because Duke the Dark Lord decided to tell us we had to go do that. Now, those are back, uh, as I understand it, from some of the data mine stuff, and I don't know how valid this is because a lot of it is just line text that we got a while back, basically talking about how the mermaid statues are back, how we're going to have to destroy them, and then we can use the gems that they drop, the, the ruby, sapphire, and emerald, to turn those in for a certain amount of gold. The And, and the reason I think this is happening is 
Something, I think I might have talked about this on the last podcast, but if I didn't, I'm going to cover it again just real quickly. We're getting these mega kegs in this update. And one of the biggest problems with the Ruby statues back in July was they found out that a lot of pirates who like to be solo don't have the ability to blow these up or destroy these on their own without finding that sweet spot. Now, a lot of us found that sweet spot behind the back of the, the mermaids where you could still swipe at them and still hit them without taking that that damage from the aura that they put out. Now, they did, they did say they were going to work on that, but I, I don't remember them ever actually implementing a fix for it. So with these mega kegs, now that they're three times the explosion, you could probably find one of these and maybe one or two other kegs, put them around a mermaid statue, and effectively take them all out in one shot without having to gather a bunch of resources from some of the nearby forts, making it much simpler for solo pirates to be able to actually knock out some of these achievements regarding the mermaid statues. So we don't know a whole lot about what's going on with the mermaid statues, why they're implemented, or what they have to do with the Wayling Barnacle set that was come that came with the July Bilge Rat update where we started getting that Wailing Barnacle set as far as the uh, the clothing and then the weapons uh, that kind of revolve around what we now know is Stitcher Jim's ship. So with that being said, it's hard to know why we're going to be going back to these mermaid statues, but if I had to take a hint, there's a good chance that we might be having some more info regarding mermaids coming in the update post-arena. And that's something that I think they've wanted to do for a while. They think they have a lot of content in the um, art book regarding mermaids and a lot of how they, they turn. There's a lot of art in the uh, art book that kind of talks about like what's going on, how the mermaids change, the curse of the mermaid, how they're coming, how they're turning humans into mermaids, why there's uh, malvol, um, uh, malevent, no, oh, what's that word? Um, malviolent. I can't think of that word. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, though. Um, there's the angry <laughs> mermaids, and then there's the happy mermaids. The happy ones are obviously the ones that are helping us, and they have that nice little staff. The angry ones have the trident that they use uh, to to kind of kind of wield as their their powerful stick thing. I don't know. Um, so with the mermaids hopefully coming in the update after the arena, we'll finally kind of divulge the secret of what's going on and hopefully get a lot more lore centered around uh, Nine Cat uh, Nina. Oh, wow. I'm blanking on names today, and I don't feel like going to look it up. But uh, um, Bell, Diving Bell, and Nine Cat's Nura. Nura, that's it. Nine Cat's Nura. Uh, hopefully we'll get a little more information from them because if you've read the... If you've read the lore book, you'll know that they were the ones that kind of took over the the, the journal of uh, Captain Flameheart uh, after he disappeared and after they found the, the, uh, the I think it was the, the chest diving bell went out and found. Uh, and, and we know that she's a character that they developed into an undead. So we know that she's turned as well um, based on the statue that they have of uh, Bell in the Rare Studios l lobby. So there's got to be some story that that's kind of pulled around that. And I'm thinking that going back to the mermaid statues with shrouded spoils, I think if, if they're willing to bring back the mermaid statues, then we might start getting a little more information about who the mermaids are, where they are, why we haven't seen any angry ones yet. How come they had um, ones protecting shipwrecks that they haven't put into the game? Uh, we also know that some of the, some of the, the data mine material suggests that we might be getting different sized cursed ships coming in as far as uh, brigs and sloops. And they also suggested way back 
in the day that they were interested in the idea of having uh, sunken ships being different ships other than galleons. Uh, they thought that was a really interesting idea. And now that they now that they've kind of thought about that, we might see some implementation of that. As far as items go, uh, tools, uh, soft tools like your shovel, your compass, bucket, things like that. I don't think we're going to be getting anything in as much as I think a lot of people want fishing. I I think that I'm kind of of two minds. For personally, I don't think they put fishing in yet. I think that's something that would have leaked. Uh, if it's if it is coming, it's been a really well kept secret, even to some of the people that have been leaking the content from the uh, NDA Pioneer testing. So if it's coming, it's a it's going to be a real big surprise to me. I don't think it is at this point. I I've been on the other side of the fence for so long, but the fact that we haven't seen anything about it really kind of makes me wonder if that's something that's actually going to come this patch or not. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't realize just how long I'd been blabbing on about stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, once you get on a roll, you just get on a roll, I guess. Um, so some of the other things that we uh, we know are coming with the Shrouded Spoils uh, are going to be the Pirate Legend Commendations. And this is kind of the the biggest... Uh, this is the... the <laughs> of all the things that are shrouded, this feels like the most shrouded thing next to the mermaid statues for me because at this moment we really don't understand what the heck is even going on with them we know they're commendations and we've recently found out that there are going to be clothing associated with these commendations we don't know how to unlock them we don't know if they're going to be just athena's voyages i'm really hoping that it's not just doing athena's voyages in the three seas and devil's roar it would be nice if there was something a little more interesting than that that being said pirate legends don't really have a whole lot to do outside of athena's fortune voyages that other pirates aren't doing so outside of you know giving athena's chests away to other players or just turning in a certain number of them i can't really understand like where where our desire what our goal is for doing those you know anything that anything that pirate legends can do uh every other pirate can do outside of the athena's fortune voyages so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that they... I'm, I can't wait to see what it is, honestly, because I can't wait to see what I can do besides uh, giving away treasure chests to friends uh, in the Discord for, for uh, Athena's Fortune Voyages. Because at, at this moment, that's basically what I've been doing, even though I probably should be keeping my gold for the sake of buying all these customizations. So, and, and that being said, I, I was wondering, how many of you actually go out of your way to spend time kind of gathering gold for these updates like do you do you actually go out and purposefully try to grind as much gold as you can uh, knowing that the update's coming knowing that you're going to have a lot of stuff that you want to buy or do you just kind of jump in and play how you normally do and any gold that you get you kind of hang on to knowing that there's a content update coming so uh, let me know I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about that you can always uh, hit me up email uh, c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com twitter you can always tweet me at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n pt underscore l-o-g-u-n um you can also let me know on xbox as well too my gamer tag is c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n all one word just captain logan and um i i'm trying to think if there's was there any other i don't think i'm in the discord as well too you're always welcome to join our discord discord's a great place to keep the conversation going post show on keelhaul discord link is always in the show notes uh 
yeah, with the with with the with the update coming, um, I'm realizing I'm going to need a lot more gold than I have. I've been spending a lot of my time actually going out and getting uh, treasure or not getting treasure, but getting uh, items that I don't have from the little shops, the little uh, cargo run uh, supply depot places. I. I almost never buy anything from the actual outposts nowadays. Uh, it's always from the little shopkeepers out in the middle of the seas who have the discount. Even if it's just like a 5% discount, if it's something I don't have, I immediately pick it up because I know it's a better deal than anything at the outposts. So I wonder if the, the outpost, uh, I wonder if they're noticing a, uh, a decline in sales. And uh, if so, I wonder if maybe there's a, uh, a sale coming, uh, no, no pun intended, uh, that would kind of incentivize pirates to come back to the outposts to actually buy items uh, especially if you're not really concerned with what items you buy you're just buying something because it's cheaper other than that we were still very much in the in in the dark uh, about what's coming with shrouded spoils with the fog I do want to make a quick quick mention of this I don't know how many people have been paying attention to the updates or if they've caught it but with the with the fog you are gonna have to use the crow nests to be able to see over the fog to keep a watch out so if you're going on a solo sleuth and you start noticing that fog is coming in, it's going to be really good for you to either wait it out or to go in an area where you know there's not going to be any rocks nearby just so you don't have to deal with that. And uh, just be very cautious uh, when you are sailing around because you're, you're not going to have that, that, same, that same functionality as uh, two-man crews or more who can afford to have one person up in the crow's nest during those, during those uh, areas where you're in fog to kind of keep an eye out for rocks, for other ships, things like that. Especially with the cursed sails being emergent in the world now, you're just going to be able to see them. And according to Joe, they're going to be something that's passive until fired upon, which is uh, good. But I, I can definitely see how that could be used in a tactical advantage. I, I kind of wonder, with them sailing around, if you're being attacked by another crew, how apt these skeleton ships will be to helping or hindering you in an escape or to to kind of help take out another ship so say you fire upon them proc them to actually engage with you sail a certain distance away and hopefully have the cursed sail turn on the other crew that's something we've always tried to kind of mess around with with the megalodon knowing that the megalodon was out there and trying to get the megalodon to bite you and instead go after the other ship in a fight uh, i'm always curious to find out if these emergent threats will will kind of be a way to uh, attack other players in a sense by uh, drawing them in without uh, really knowing that they're going to be getting attacked it was always it was always really fun when early in the game when you first started uh, way way back in the day they had the kraken and the Kraken was the main threat, and for whatever reason, it was always uh, a galleon that would go out to a skull fort, and there'd be a long, long battle that would occur over at the skull fort, and I swear, every time that galleon, whether it be my own or someone else's, had the loot on board and started sailing out, the Kraken would pop. And it would just grab that that ship. And if you were sailing back, the chances of you getting hit by the Kraken were very slim. Sometimes it did happen, but most of the time it always seemed to go after the ship that had the most loot on it, which was typically the winner at the Skull Fort. And that was great because it always bought you enough time to try and get back and to try and sink that other ship before they could kill the Kraken. And with the Kraken 
being a little more powerful now, I can see that being a lot of fun uh, if it coincides with the fog and the kraken and then having to deal with megalodon in a storm with increased lightning and then you know cursed ships chasing after you like can you imagine the 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 amount of uh, uh, bad luck you must have to get hit by all of these different things all at once man that'd be kind of rough I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. All right. Next up on today's docket, I did want to mention that the Stitcher Gems Sorrow is now up on YouTube. So if you've wanted to listen to that on a regular basis, it is now available. You don't. Well, I mean, now that I think about it, I guess you could have always just watched the trailer, huh? It was always there and it had the lyrics and you actually got to watch the trailer. I'm not sure. That's kind of strange. I'm kind of hoping that this is a sign that we'll hopefully be getting the Stitcher Gym song in the game now that it's uh, released as a YouTube video, just purely of the, the actual song itself. Man, God, you know, I, why did they put out just the video? If they just had the, if they had the trailer, you could have always just listened to the trailer and then you wouldn't have to worry about it because the trailer has a song in it as well. Why did they do that? I gotta ask someone. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bug someone. Find out why that was. <laughs> I can't see the 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 reason for that now. You just go and listen to the trailer. And you got the song. You didn't have to have a separate video for that. Anyway, bes- <laughs> other way, uh, I'm I. I'm going to link the video in the show notes if you just want the the Tavern Tales uh, song. It's it's now up. It's in it's on YouTube. You can listen to that anytime you want. Although I guess you could have already at the at any point. I don't know how I didn't realize that till just now. So anyway, good to hear it. I love it. Um, hopefully this means we're getting it in game soon. I know that was something that we were asking for, and Shrouded Spoils is supposed to be something we're all asking for. Fishing, you know, making separate pirates clothing layouts all kinds of good stuff cannonball radials for the cannons you know all that all that stuff i've been begging for you know pioneer access uh tons of free gold um trips to to uk things like that Uh, hopefully we're getting that all shrouded spoils hopefully Right. So on a more somber note, I wanted to take a moment to kind of tip my glass, pour one out for the uh, the podcast world as far as Sea of Thieves goes. As it stands, um, I'm starting to accept the fact that I am the last Sea of Thieves dedicated podcast. Uh, I, I was running with the Land Ho podcast for quite a while. Uh, it doesn't look like they've updated since the beginning of October. I don't know if they're coming back. I haven't talked to them. I know that Plundercast, I know that uh, the, the Sea of Thieves one is pretty much pretty much moved on to weekly streams at this point. I don't think they're going to be uploading any audio content for a while. Uh, I know that the Shipwrecks and Shanties quit a, around the same time that the uh, Plundercast one went. Uh, if you're still interested in Sea of Thieves uh, podcast info outside of myself, I know the Blaze Experience is still doing uh, podcast episodes for Sea of Thieves, though it is more centric around the updates themselves. So he is still out there doing his podcast. Uh, he's a great guy, does a really good job. Um, that being said, guys, I... Oh, it's kind of a bummer. Um, I, I didn't. I, I was hoping that I wouldn't be the the only one. I kind of like having other podcasts to listen to about Sea of Thieves, get other people's viewpoints on there. That being said, uh, I think I'm going to want to try and work out the the technical aspects of 
doing recording with other people um, and not necessarily, I'm not going to take on a another co-host. The show is always going to be a solo show, but I have been wanting to do interviews for a while. Uh, I've, I've been talking about it since I became, be, began the show uh, with, with friends and other people. Uh, I've talked to other content creators and they've been open to the idea of doing an interview uh, to kind of find out how, why they started, what's going on in their world and where you can find them kind of doing some community spotlights as well, just seeing if there's anyone uh, out there that, that would like to kind of chat about their experiences on Sea of Thieves, um, see if there's stuff that they would like going on. So I don't know when. I don't really have a set time frame for this because it's always going to be dependent on multiple factors, you know, whether or not I have school, classes, work, life, uh, getting time in between playing uh, all the games that I've, I've picked up as well as Sea of Thieves and of course this podcast uh, this podcast is my number one priority and I always want to make sure that I get out a weekly episode so that everyone knows kind of what's going on how I feel things that I've been noticing things like that so you don't have to necessarily aggregate all this information for yourself uh, so if anyone has any suggestions as far as uh, software or things that I can do for interviewing people. I know a lot of people use Skype. Uh, I know some people use Discord. Um, I'm open to suggestions. If there's guides online, I'll probably look into it. If you have a link handy, I wouldn't mind that as well. Uh, you can always reach me at the ways that I mentioned earlier, and those, the contact info is always in the show notes. But uh, Guys, I thank you for supporting me constantly. Even if you subscribe, but you don't get a chance to listen to 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 listen. I don't know what listen is, but to listen, I really appreciate it. Um, it's it's something that I love doing. I really love this, and I'm hoping that in the future I'll have time to expand new podcasts for different games, depending on games that really kind of excite me. Uh, something that I feel like I could be passionate about. I don't want to do something if I'm not passionate about it. And thankfully, Sea of Thieves has been one of those games that I don't think I'll ever get tired of playing. Uh, even though I'm jumping to different other games and streaming some different games from time to time, Sea of Thieves is thankfully still the the one priority I have in my life that I think is the easiest to maintain outside of family. Uh, I, I, it's, it's the simplest thing I could do to, to enjoy myself. So uh, I hope that other podcasts decide to crop up in the next coming year to decide that they want to jump on the Sea of Thieves uh, train and, and kind of keep us going. That being said, hopefully with the with the podcast as it is, I'll just maintain what I'm doing and make sure that I'm getting a weekly episode out for everyone and hopefully add to it uh, instead of subtracting from it because I'd feel bad if uh, if I let that if I drop that beacon if uh, if I was the last man with that torch and kind of let that go to the wayside. So all that being said, thank you again. I, I can't wait and let's move on. <laughs> All right, pirates. So I promised a while back that I would tell a tale of such grand adventure that you couldn't help but be enthralled by it. And I let you know that I was going to see if Captain Jorvik wanted to do it first. And then I wanted to check and see if it would be it would be done at all. If it wasn't going to be done, then I was going to go ahead and do it. So I went ahead, checked in with 
uh, the the crew as far as like uh, Jorvik and as far uh, in, in Redbeard, see if they were okay with it. They're okay with it. So I hope I do this justice because it was such an epic night. It starts one night. I'm just kind of hanging out watching and I know that Jorvik has been out streaming and he's been streaming a long time. And I notice that he's calling for help. And I go in and find out that he has been sailing on the same galleon with Redbeard and with Bewildered for a while. Now, Bewildered has, has had to take off. He's gone. So now it's just Redbeard and Jorvik working on this Athena's over in Old Faithful Isle, which Old Faithful is one of my favorites because it's the one that everyone hates. And I love knowing that they, I love knowing that everyone hates it because I'm so good at finding stuff on it because I've spent so many hours. I, I think I spent two hours on it once doing an Athena's alone, just working out where the heck this riddle was because it took me so long that I pretty much I pretty much mapped out everything in this in this island. So I join in on them and they're working on Old Faithful Isle. I get out there and I'm able to find it relatively quickly and able to help out. And then I find out their real motive. Their actual motive was to go out and sink this galleon that was over past Marauder's Arch doing the skeleton ships. And this is awesome because I I love going in to a, I love jumping into a into a match and going and murdering pirates and not having like any kind of repercussions for it. I just love jumping into that and being able to just murder and be like, all right, thanks. Have a good night. <laughs> just leaving. So I jump in and they're sailing. Uh, we start sailing towards Marauder's Arch and we start kind of gathering resources as we're waiting and we're just kind of biding our time, hoping that we find out when one of the cursed ships sinks. We don't know what wave they're on. We don't know what the condition of the galleon is. We're just hoping that there's a good chance that by we by the time we get out there, we can snipe the kill, kill them, get the captains and run. So we're hanging out at Marauder's Arch and we're just kind of hanging around there and we notice that these ships go down and we realize that this is our time as one of the ships goes down there's one skeleton cruise ship left and we start to notice that the galleon is actually sinking as well too and we start rushing we start going out and we're like okay okay they're sank there's one ship left we just have to go out there and get this one ship and hopefully it's the captain so we go out there and we're battling this other ship and as we're, we're running on, there's only three of us on this galleon. So I'm I'm jumping onto the skeleton ship and I'm uh, uh, trying to protect two or three of the holes in the bottom hull against these, uh, these vegan skeletons down there who were obviously healing so much and I'm just trying to stay alive. Uh, uh, Redbeard gets knocked off, I think, at one point or he jumps off or something. And I think uh, Jorvik is trying to man the ship on his own at this point, and it's just too much. And as we're trying to actually battle this this skeleton ship, we realize that we're, we're taking too much damage, and we end up losing our ship. Now, when I got on this ship, there was a ton of loot. I walked into the captain's cabin, and I was dumbstruck by just how much loot these guys have been hoarding from this Athena's run so far. And I'm looking at all this and thinking in the back of my head, crap, our ship is going down. Hopefully, hopefully someone can salvage this. And Redbeard does. Redbeard comes to the rescue. He grabs the rowboat, and he starts, him and Jorvik start piling on all the chests they can possibly get from the skeleton ship that sank earlier from our ship. And they're trying to 
row it back to Marauder's Arch to get it safe. And as I'm getting the ship, I'm bringing the ship all the way from Ancient Spire Outpost. And it's at this moment that they realize that the other galleon is coming back. The other galleon that sank on their own terms are now sailing back towards the cursed sailed ship. And they're actually trying to re-engage with the cursed sailed ships. They have no clue that our ship was there. Or if they did, they don't know that we had a rowboat full of loot that we're now uh, rowing back over to Marauder's Arch. So I'm sailing the galleon back north, back up to the ship so that we can try and get back. Jorvik jumps on and starts helping me with the sails to get back up there. We have very minimal supplies. I didn't even get a chance to really loot anything because I was trying to get back there so fast. And Redbeard manages to stow the, the, the rowboat away at Marauder's Arch, take a mermaid, and get back to our ship. And just as we're getting ready to start firing on the other galleon, that's when they start to parlay with us. And we we do one sail by, and I can't even, I can't remember because this was a while ago. I've been, I've been holding on to the story. I'm trying to remember the details. I can't remember if we volleyed at them yet or not. I think we did, and I think we had an exchange. And then I think the captain of their ship in Jorvik start to parlay. And I think negoti negotiations at this point are becoming uh, a thing. I think they want to split the loot with us because I think they had just finished off the next wave and had gotten the captain's loot, and it was sitting there in the water ready for us to take. And we didn't take it. We didn't sink them. And, and I'm sitting there now. I They have their ship facing pointed south with their butt towards the north. I know. I, just, I don't know why I said butt. Sorry. I said I said it again. Anyway, uh, so so we um, so I'm sitting there and and I've got our ship kind of uh, uh, perpendicular to there. So our bow is facing towards Marauder's Arch, and I've got the uh, I've got port completely lined up with cursed cannonballs, just ready to fire on this crew. I am just ready. I'm gonna drop four cursed cannonballs on them and drop another ten regular cannonballs into them at any given moment, any hint of aggression, and. I'm just waiting because Redbeard is trying to help uh, grab some of the treasure from the ocean and take it back to our ship. And then Jorvik is kind of keeping an eye on the other crew. And they send over one of their, their crew members over to our ship. And I'm following him around now. He's checking out our cabin. He's checking out our hull. He's checking around for powder kegs, for treasure, anything that they could give them a reason to want to betray us at this point. And we've just joined an alliance with them too. So we know we're going to be getting part of the actual treasure uh, from them as well. Even though they did nothing. They took out some of the skeleton crews, but for the most part, we finished everything off and had the advantage on them, and we could have easily taken all of it. But Jorvik's a nice guy. Jorvik's a really good guy. So what does he do? He offers to give them half of the loot that we should be taking for ourselves because we've got the advantage on them. So the other pirate legend is kind of wandering around, and I'm like, look, you can look, but you better not touch. Anything you do, aggressive i'm just gonna murder you and then sink the ship and he decides to leave after that he shoots himself back over and uh and head heads back to his ship we get half of the cursed cruise treasure and we notice immediately as soon as we finish up the cursed cruise skeleton fort pops and we're like okay well we we've made a parlay we've we've joined an alliance let's use this to our full advantage let's go take out the skull fort Meanwhile, knowing that there is a, a rowboat full of treasure hidden on Marauder's Arch. And that wasn't even it, too. I found out later on, Jorvik and Redbeard and Bewilden had even stowed away even more treasure on another island I didn't even know about. They had two hulls full of treasure sitting around on islands, buried like actual pirates. It was amazing. I was just like, you guys got to be insane. So... 
We decide to head over to the Skull Fort. The other galleon makes a beeline for it, just going straight towards the one. And it had been one that was actually in the wilds, too. I think it was Sharktooth Keep. Uh, I think that's the name of it. I can never remember that one. I just remember Crow's Nest because of my buddy Captain Jay, and I remember mine. Uh, so we're there sailing over to the, uh, the the one over by the wilds. And already there is a, is a sloop. I don't know how these the sloop got over there so quickly. Maybe they were watching us over by the cursed sails and realized that the Skull Fort popped and decided to try and take it. These two pirates were so good. It was kind of ridiculous. Uh, this loop crew took out the galleon and then almost took out us. Uh, myself and uh, Redbeard took, a, took a, a robo over to the outpost and we uh we we i got killed almost instantly thanks to a powder keg that someone got in front of me of and i couldn't get away so i got back on the island and then i kind of um had to go back with uh we we decided to detour from getting the island or from the athenas that we were working on and head straight for the the skull fort uh meanwhile redbeard is over there and thinks he was murdered by one of the other crew members and it we we found out that it was actually the sloop this sloop takes out the galleon anchors himself in pretty deeply into the uh, into the fort and then start repelling all the attacks that we made on them and it took a lot we we emptied a lot of cannonballs into that sloop and they they returned with full force too uh, eventually the other galleon came in and acted as a deterrent and started to actually help out uh, we eventually sank the other sloop uh, it was not easy because bear in mind this the ship that we had still only had the bare minimum supplies. This was still just a very fresh ship from when we had respawned after losing to the skeleton uh, ship earlier in the night. So we're sitting there, hardly any supplies, trying to get ourselves into to do this skeleton fort, and we managed to clear out most of the waves. This is when my, my better pirate side comes out, because it's at this moment that I realize these guys deserve nothing. Nothing. We helped finish off the skeleton ship's they, we, we could have sank them at any point in time, and we're basically doing the majority of the work on this skeleton fort. We should be taking all of this treasure, not just half. So Jorvik at that point gives me the go-ahead in a very subtle way. He said, do what you do best. <laughs> I snigger to myself and I decide to find the nearest powder keg I can get. I'm now on the far end of the skull fort with a powder keg, slowly swimming biding my time listening to Jorvik kind of talk and dazzle the uh, the other crew he he calls out the captain and says i want to talk to the captain i want to talk to the other captain about how we're going to be splitting this up where is he and the captain says well i'm on i'm on uh, the i'm in the the ship and he's like okay i want to talk to you because they have a new crew member and this crew member is uh interesting if not eccentric he is excited about everything he sees and very surprised to see just about anything. And there's actually kind of a fun story I'm going to talk about later on and how I scare him. So this very fresh, very vocal powder ca or, uh, 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 pirate is spooking uh, Jorvik. I, I imagine not by any actual means. I'm pretty sure Jorvik was using this guy to play up our uh, our, our our ploy, our, our plot. And as he is uh, as he is is kind of coaxing the other crew members off of the ship, I go out with my powder keg. And I drop it and I swim away and I watch as the beautiful red barrel floats to the surface. And then slowly with a very silent kaboom shudders the entire galleon. Then I hear the captain crying about how someone has now just powder kegged them 
and Jorvik is trying to play it off as nothing major. I climb up the galleon's side. I go down into the hull, and the, the captain's like, I'll be right there. I just have to plank up these holes that are now filling our ship. And without a word, I slice his throat, and he falls to the ground. And as the water starts to fall in and fill up the bottom hull up to the middle deck, the other crewmates are executed with excellent precision by Redbeard and Jorvik. It's exciting. It was thrilling. And we took every single bit of that Skullfort loot. And then we took the rowboat over and we gathered all the bits of treasure from the Skullfort as well. After we had gotten everything from the ship, the, the sloop that had taken their loot that we then rightfully took back, we now had an entire cursed sails crew worth of loot, an entire Skullfort's worth of loot, and then half of the loot that came from the Athenas they had been working on earlier. We're now sailing as fast as we can towards Sanctuary Outpost, knowing that a very upset crew is going to be chasing after us. If not for the sloop, then definitely the galleon, because the galleon had now just been betrayed by the crew that they had barely parlayed with earlier in the evening. So we make it out past uh, old old faithful island and i can't tell you how sweet the the shores of plenty looked at that moment until the water went dark and everything got very quiet next thing you know guess who's with us karen the kraken her large angry tentacles rise up out of the water and start hissing at us violently and we realize this small ship this one galleon that we've had only has three or four good cannonballs left in her. And at this point, one of my buddies gets me a beer, decides to pop onto the, uh, onto the island, and I couldn't be more, or onto the ship, and I couldn't be more grateful because the gentleman is deadly. And he decides to jump in on me to see what kind of fun I'm having, only to realize that we are just getting attacked by a kraken with no cannonballs and a ton of loot. So we all do what we can. We try and get our swords. We try and get our guns. We try to fend off Karen's arms, but she has been working out and will not let our ship go by any means. And we sink everything into the water. But that's not all. We still had the rowboat. That same rowboat that Redbeard salvaged from our previous ship with all of its loot is now holding three pirates and a ton of loot in the middle of this black water. And we are frantically trying to row. And the black water, the Kraken, is holding us in place. We row and we row. We even switch pirates out because uh, I was getting tired and I couldn't row anymore. So Get Some Your Beer decides to take helm and starts rowing out. And we can't really feel like we're moving. We can't tell if we're rowing out and on the horizon i look out past the tentacles past the black water into the west and what do i see galleon there's a galleon over at lone cove and my heart sinks and the only thing i can think of is man i really hope that's not the other crew and I wait. We're stuck. We're dead in the water. There's nothing we can do. We're waiting for the Kraken to let us go, and it's just taking forever. The crew on that galleon doesn't move. They're staying at Lone Cove. Why, why would they stay? They just saw a ship sink, and if it's our crewmates, if it's our alliance, they know that we have all the loot. So why aren't they coming? We wait. Finally. Finally, Karen the Kraken decides to leave us. And we're able to get free. She doesn't recognize that we're all on the rowboat. And we start rowing our boat. Finally, Redbeard decides 
he's going to take a chance. He goes out and he grabs the mermaid and the mermaid teleports him. And the only thing we can hope is that that galleon that is sit quietly parked at Lone Cove is ours. Sure enough, Redbeard finds on the map that we are now parked at Lone Cove and we are just a few, a few meters away from getting to Lone Cove. We make it around, we boat, uh, we hitch our, our rowboat up to the galleon and it's a sweet sail over to Sanctuary Outpost for about five seconds. Yeah, yeah, we look out on the horizon and sure enough, the crew that we had just taken everything from was hot on our heels and we make a wild, crazy move. We decide we're going to leave everything on the rowboat. And in fact, we're going to leave the ship. We're going to take the rowboat, three of us. Captain Jorvik is now sailing the galleon solo away from us as we row towards Sanctuary Outpost. And it couldn't have worked better. The detour, the bait, everything was perfect. The other ship started to pursue, knowing that we hadn't quite made it to Sanctuary Outpost, is probably thinking that all of the loot is still on our galleon. But it's not. It's not. It is but feet away from Sanctuary Outpost where we can start turning in all of that loot. And sure enough, Jorvik has now gathered the galleon to kind of talk with them, to parlay, to let, know, let them know that we were initially spooked by this original pirate who just came onto their ship, who's very eccentric, very loud, very unsure of what to do. Just as Jorvik is starting to lay on the sugar, that's when we start turning stuff in. And it's oh so sweet to have that feeling of them sitting there talking to Jorvik and then realize all the treasure that they were hunting, that they were trying to get back, is now being sold. And Jorvik, the good guy that he is, is letting them get 50% of it. Now, personally, it was my understanding that we should just be taking the loot for ourselves. But Jorvik wanted to make sure that they understood what was going on and let them have 50% of what we turned in. So... In the Alliance, they start getting gold and more gold, a lot more gold, and it clicks. And they begin to realize there's only one person on that galleon. Everyone else is slowly turning in all the loot that's stuffed on this very dedicated, very loyal, very well-built rowboat. It's so satisfying. That's about when Jorvik finds out that Getsmevir is not on sanctuary outpost anymore in fact he is now back on the galleon and not just back on the galleon murdering the other pirates <laughs> he was not anticipating this he was hoping for a nice evening because he had actually made friends with the other captain and was now concerned as far as future sailing uh, engagements with him now everything that happens on the sea of thieves is settled on sea of thieves you can always uh, kill someone on sea of thieves and then be buddies next time in fact i've done it recently with a guy that i met on online uh he was trying to murder me. I asked if he was trying to murder me. He said, yes. I said, okay, well, I have some treasure. Would you like the treasure? He's like, yes. I said, okay, well, I'm finishing up a voyage. If you can wait until I get done, then you can uh, have my treasure and then we'll turn it in and then we can go murder each other. And he said, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. So we do that. <laughs> so you can still uh, have death and uh, destruction on the seas, but still be friends afterwards. And in fact, I just recently got an invite to sail with him, uh, though I had to decline because I'm doing the show right now. So Redbeard 
is now with me on Sanctuary Outpost, and we're kind of snickering about the whole situation because Gets Me a Beer is murdering pirates left and right, and Captain Jorvik is trying to have me get him under control, and I don't get bet, Gets Me a Beer under control. Gets Me a Beer uh, gets me under control. So uh, I, <laughs> I'm i just kind of letting him know that everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. So we all get back to the Galleon, and now we're trying to uh, take out the Galleon, who's now trying to pursue us, who is, <laughs> who is now very upset that they've missed out on all of the loot for the 100% turn in on their end which to be honest they're getting they're lucky that they even got anything as far as I'm concerned we did a lot of the work and if not all of it so that being said that was probably one of the most amazing fights uh, I've had it was a very long night and I can't even imagine how long it was before uh, before oh 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 I didn't even finish the story that's right we sailed on and we we decided we were going to sail uh, and try and try and get the other galleon to leave us alone. So we we still had an Athena's. Uh, we had two islands left. We had Shipwreck Bay, which I finished up. Uh, I shot over to Shipwreck Bay, tapped the uh, the four chests that were on there, and then took a mermaid back to uh, our ship. And our next our Athena's was actually over on Thieves Haven. Now at this point, we don't have any supplies on the galleon. There's practically nothing. I'm I'm surprised we even stayed afloat uh, at this point. Our rowboat is over at Sanctuary, and we're one rowboat short of an awesome story. So, as we're sailing south, we're now making our way to Thieves' Haven, where the, the Athena is. It's right on the beach. It's real easy to get to, but we have this galleon chasing us. And the galleon is uh, pretty far back. Um, we actually managed to get away from them pretty quickly. And we're sailing past that little, you, you guys know that unmarked island between Sharktooth Key and uh, the spire in the middle, the one that was used during the hunt, Hungering Deep that has the underwater cavern where um, where uh, Beardageddon's tribute is for soloing the, the Megalodon. So we're sailing by that, and I notice there's a rowboat. So I tell Jorvik, I'm like, look, here's, here's what we can do. We keep sail. I'm going to fire myself over to this island. I'm going to get a rowboat, and I'm going to rowboat my butt down to Thieves' Haven and dig up that Athena's and turn it in. And he's like, you're sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Trust me. So this is how it went down. I shoot myself over to the uh, the other, the unmarked island where the rowboat is. And as I'm over there, I'm swimming towards it. I find out that the other ship has now fired the captain and the one loud uh, crewmate. And as he's in the water, he's like, oh, one of the guys is here. And I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm not alone. I don't know if I can handle two. So I turn around and I immediately snipe the dude who was uh, who was following me, the, the the new pirate who's quite boisterous. And he's like, "How? Why are you shooting me?" And I'm like, "It doesn't matter. You're gonna die." So I kill him and I find the captain on the the shore, who is now hunting me while I'm trying to hunt him. And we do a bit of a dance in the water as we're swimming around trying to exchange shots. And I manage to snipe him and get him uh, with with two uh, sniper shots. And he gives me kudos at that point. I was actually kind of happy about that. I was nice. I was like, oh, I, you know, it's good to have it's good to have friendly PvP uh, when you're when you're duking it out for stuff. So I get the rowboat after their ship has long sailed past us. Jorvik is still leading them off and decides to start taking them towards Devil's Roar. Meanwhile, I'm actually rowing the rowboat all the way down to Thieves' Haven, and I eventually make it down there. I'm able to dig up the rowboat as they're starting to deal with a brigantine 
brigantine as well. They're trying to help take down a brigantine uh, and make make friends with the with the uh, the the galleon that we had been betraying this whole evening. And I managed to turn in the Athenas, and it is so satisfying because at the very end, the very moment I'm coming around towards Plunder Outpost, I'm like, oh crap, guys. That sloop that that sank the other galleons at at Plunder Haven or uh, Plunder Outpost, and and they've got the chest. And Redbeard, I could hear it in his voice. His heart just sunk. He's like, no. And I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, just kidding. So <laughs> I managed to turn in the Athena just fine. At that point, we pretty much uh, dropped out. I think we had one person randomly pop in to the galleon to see what was going on, and then we're like, yeah, we're we're all gone. We're we're all gonna have a, a night out so thank you have a good night it's been fun playing with you and we all just log off at that point leaving the the random person that jumped in on jorvik uh to to have the galleon on their own and deal with all the uh the baggage that we had created man that was a good night of pirating we made a lot of gold maybe not the most if we had just been grinding out voyages and stuff but the amount of fun that you can have by betraying and then uh getting people to believe you and stuff it it really it, it lends itself well in this in this medium uh i still think that the alliance should be 75 25 uh if you got 75 percent and they got 25 percent instead of 100 percent and 50 percent i think pirates would be more inclined to this sort of uh play they'd be more inclined to be uh selfish and like myself and want to take all of the loot for themselves especially if they feel like they earned it compared to the other crews so that being said it's amazing some of the stuff that you can have out in the world and this is just normal everyday play. This didn't even revolve around anything that was during a current event. It had nothing to do with the festival at Damned, but it just happened to be based around an Athena's voyage, uh, cursed sails, a skull fort, and the Kraken. And that's it. It's it's amazing what you can do with uh, with with good friends and and some fun on the seas. So, Pirates, I hope you enjoy that story. I hope I did it justice. I really do. Um, that being said, I'm going to probably uh, call it short. I've got DDK2 uh, has a first mate's log that I want to save for next week uh, because I, I have a feeling that next week um, I may or may not have a good story just based on time constraints. So, hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed this again. And I think I think that's it. I think that's all we got going on. <laughs> All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. If you did, please feel free to go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review and a rating if you like it. If you don't like it, do the same. I always read those out. No new uh, reviews as of now, so I'm just kind of hoping that if anyone has the opportunity or some time, you're able to help promote that show, help give people a reason to find it, help kind of bump it up in the charts so that fans of CFUs can find it without having to do like a direct search. Hopefully just kind of populates for them if they're looking for something though that being said uh regardless thank you i appreciate you guys so much it means a lot to me that you listen that you subscribe even if you don't get a chance to listen to every episode it means a lot that you even are there i would do this regardless but having you guys listen just makes it that much more satisfying for me if you want to get a hold of me there's always ways to do it i mentioned it earlier the contact is going to be in the show notes as always feel free to join the discord as well too i love having new pirates jump in and and join in the conversation find other pirates to play with as well too 
that being said, that's going to do it. Pirates, thank you. I love you. I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.